Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. All right, shout out to the Who That Nation, man. We appreciate y'all for joining us for this episode of the Sports Coma. Much love and big ups to the Who That Nation. We have a very special guest chiming in the building today to represent the Green Bay Packer Nation, man. It's Mike Wiley representing. Now, this former, this, this man played in the NFL for how many years was it? About 11 years, wasn't it, Mike? It was 11 years, that's right. 11 years with the Packers and with the Seattle Seahawks, as we call them, Mike, no disrespect, but we kind of got like a little mini thing with the Seahawks. We kind of reference them as the Sea Chickens. So, I mean, we played them. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Don't forget, I got three years in Carolina battling at NFC South, too, man. There you go. There you go. So, there you go. So, this man is very versed in what's going on in the league. So, we're going to bring him in to kind of talk about what's happening. Mike also has a podcast that he does as well. On the Block Podcast, let me see if I can get his, his Twitter page up there. Uh, on the Block Podcast, oh my goodness, I got so much stuff going on his on this thing. But he also does the podcast with what is it? A mind green, isn't it? A mind green that you that you do the podcast? Yes, yeah, so on my Block Podcast, we do it. Amon Green's uh, he's he's we're going back and forth right now. He's he's more of an intermittent guest on the show because we uh, unfortunately. Or fortunately, he's he's up in Nebraska teaching uh, teaching esports, being the new esports coach, and hopefully he's going to take over that football team here pretty soon. But anyway, oh, wow. on my block podcast with the Believe Network, you can find me at Mike Wall sixty eight 
on Twitter process to perform on Instagram, man. Let's talk. Let's talk some ball, brother. All right, here we go. Mike is raring raring to go. I'm raring to go. Matchup coming up Sunday. It's a noontime kickoff. We're going up to the – it's going to be great weather, by the way. By the way, I love to play the Packers Mm -hmm. early in the year, man. We don't want to see them late in the year with all of the weather because they got a decisive uh, advantage there. So let's get right into it, Mike. Uh, Green Bay Packers, they come up short against the Atlanta Falcons. You know we despise the Atlanta Falcons. We were were really, really – Roaring for you guys to get that victory. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Kind of talk about uh, where the what needs to happen to get from that side to the winning side against the Saints. Yeah, when you look at when you watch the the Green Bay first game, they play the Bears, and like, the Bears aren't a very good football team, so it's really tough to get a gauge for where you're at. But you feel pretty good about some some things, specifically the physicality on defense, our ability to get to get to the quarterback, and offensively. Aaron Jones comes in and has a big day. We're kind of trying to figure ourselves out with this new quarterback, Jordan Love. And for the first time, we have a quarterback that's not a Hall of Famer in the last 30 years. So we're kind of figuring out where everything fits. We have uh, a plethora of of weapons at the wide receiver and and tight end position, but they're all first and second year guys. Our really only true veterans on the the offense are David Bakhtiari, who's going to be a Hall of Fame left tackle. And then Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield for us. Problem was last week, we're missing a couple. Bakhtiari's out. Aaron Jones is out. Our speedster, Christian Watson, is out. Still, very, very, uh, tons of opportunities to win this football game in the Atlanta Falcons. And we just got out physical. We got out coached. We got out executed. Just played a really sloppy game, I think, just from an execution standpoint. They beat us number wise in a number of crucial situations. And as you and I talked about off air, we have the butt fumble. I don't know what the nickname is going to be for the Jordan Love <laughs> mishap on the fourth down, but. It was, it was, it's going to stick with him for a while for sure. Yeah. That well, that, that play was so catastrophic because up to that point, the mojo, the energy with the Packers, if they were marching to score and then he, I don't know what happens. He just trips over, lifts his leg, loses his balance, falls into the right guard, causes the fall. I was just, what is that? But after that, everything just kind of went south. I was real. I was like, man, please beat these people. Knock these Falcons, the fail kinds off. It didn't quite work, but it's all right. So you mentioned, uh, let's see, you also, uh, you, you mentioned Jones is being out, man. That's a big one. Uh, yeah. he, they got a lot of uh, fantastic young targets. I still believe in Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is going to be fantastic. He was having a good day up until that point to things started going awry, kind of fell apart. But looking at the wide receivers like Romeo Dubs, he was really doing some really fantastic work there. When you look at their offense, talk to me about the these young wide receivers because I'm a bit concerned about these good wide receivers that you guys have. Of course, like you mentioned, the fact that, wow, wow, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, these are two Hall of Famers. You guys are very fortunate, man. We had one in Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. you know, But y'all guys had two back-to-back with a lot of success, and now Jordan Love is there. So talk to me about some of these, un, I guess, unknown diamonds sure. that you think will have some impact in this game. Well, I mean, the guy, if, you're, if you've never watched the Green Bay Packers or if you watch them all the time, I, the one name you probably never heard until last week was Dontavian Wicks, number 13. He's yes. a, a you know, fifth-round draft pick this season, a rookie, rookie player. Wasn't sure that he was going to be dressed for the game, but with Christian Watson down, all the other injuries we have, he comes in, he comes and plays huge. I would say – Assuming everybody's healthy, Christian Watson is a guy who went to North Dakota State. And, you know, it's one of those guys that you get really excited about as a fan or as a, just a, you know, a, a fan of the game 
because you go to a small, a small school and then when you get drafted, you're like six, five and you run a four, three, eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So something happened between that small school. So you have that, you have that small school chip on your shoulder, that small school work ethic. And then all of a sudden you've got NFL body at six, five running a four, three, eight. So we're really excited about him. He started doing some breakout things last season. Um, he, he battled the injury bug early last season. He's battling it again. That's I think that's you know sometimes a problem with these high, finely tuned athletes. I was a, more of a Mack truck. You put the gas in, turn the keys, and go. Right, slow, slow. <laughs> but Romeo Dobbs is a fifth round or fourth round pick last season. Just turned into a, a really really good player during training camp. Started turning some heads, doing making some plays against Sherry Alexander, our All Pro uh, cornerback, and translated that into the season. So he's a guy that's been solid. He started out with two touchdowns in the first game. Um, Samuel Torres, a, a Samori Torres, gonna a guy that's gonna get. More looks this year. Sorry about that. Oh, you're all right, Mike. He's gonna he's gonna get more looks during this uh, during the season. As the season goes on, um, it, it was a he was kind of a spot player last season. The other the other three guys that I think we're all really excited about from a Packers standpoint is you have you have Jaden Reed coming in from Michigan State. Jaden Reed probably should have been a first round pick had he gone out last season. He was a he was a, a first team All American, and then they lost their quarterback, so his stats go down. People forget about him. He is a really good player. Scored uh, scored his first touchdown this past uh, this past game versus the Falcons. Slot guy can return punts. Can, I mean, just run the jet sweep with him. Just get get the ball in his hands and see what he can do. And then the other two guys, maybe number one, most importantly, is Luke Musgrave, number eighty-eight. He's our tight end from Oregon State, second round pick. Unlimited athleticism. Still have to teach him the fundamentals of the game when it comes to how do we block in line, how do we become a more physically dominant player, how do we become a complete tight end, and then Tucker Craft. We drafted in the third round, another tight end who's, I think, physically can be a dominant player in this league. So we've got this core of young players that are going to do great things with Jordan Love over time. But you just start looking at Jordan Love's first year and then all these other guys are either first or second year players. So we're just trying, like I said, this is one of those things where we're trying to figure it out. Matt LaFleur has got the reins of this offense without Aaron Rodgers for the first time. What does it look like? Only time will tell. Yeah, and that's that's well said, Mike, to be honest with you, because the way I was viewing it is, I was looking at the Green Bay Packers game against the Falcons, and I was kind of doing my my uh I guess you could say I was kind of doing my uh scouting work because I knew that we'll see the Packers after we see the Carolina Panthers. So I'm in my head, I'm looking and I'm saying to myself, man, let's see what these guys are made of. We know that they're young. I know I'm familiar with uh, 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 a Christian, familiar with Romeo. We, you know, scouted those guys. Also, you know, a few of you interested with a few of your defense and how your defense plays. Kind of talk to us because I know the defense, you guys run, run a 3-4, correct? You operate with the 3-4. Yeah, base defense is for 3-4, but you know how it is these days. Uh, yes, we're, running, we're running nickel more often than not. But, yeah, we do have a base 3-4 defense. Yeah, I was looking at that, Mike, and I was saying to myself, man, this is an interesting team because I know I, some of these players I recognize with Devondre Campbell and you got Walker there with Sean Gary is, is fantastic. Preston Smith is, is when healthy, is a, a beast. So kind of talk about the defense and some of the playmakers. Luca Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness was a guy that you guys drafted that has a lot of promise. I see he was kind of banged up in the game. But talk to, talk to us about that defense you guys hold. Yeah, sure. You know, the, the defense is really just a – we have eight first round draft picks. So you think oh, well, this defense should be absolutely dominant and right. they're, they haven't been, they really haven't lived up to expectations last season, you know, not to say it was a disappointment, but certainly you're looking at a top five defense and then Rashawn Gary goes down and all of a sudden they just drop to middle of the pack, maybe below average as far as points per game yards, given up everything you're particularly in the run game. Just when you talk about lane fits, lane discipline, being able to tackle, we've come up short a number of times 
in the first game of the, uh, of the year versus Chicago, super physical Darnell Savage, first round pick for Maryland moved from corner to safety for the first, you know, for the first time this season, everyone's kind of figuring out, you know, what trying to figure out how he's going to do, where he's going to fit in. He had a monster game the first game, but then we go and play the Falcons and the Falcons with what I would say a very, very average offensive line. They bring this kid B. John Robinson in and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, you know, I, I, I played with Barry against Barry Sanders. So I remember when the guys in the locker room were yeah. trying to talk each other up, like, Oh, you're going to miss, take your shot. You're going to miss. This kid is not Barry Sanders. They're totally different body styles, but right. the way that he makes the first guy miss mm-hmm. is going to, it strikes fear in the hearts of defenders. And I think we saw that with the green Bay Packers this last week where Bijan Robinson was literally became the complete all consuming focal point, And we forgot some of the disciplinary things along the rest of the team. We've got talent Rashawn Gary. If he's healthy this year, he'll be an all pro. He's, he's that he's that quality of a player. He's he's not like Brian Burns from a style standpoint, from, from a production standpoint, you're going to get the same output. Uh, Kenny Clark's been a, a high, high level player at the three technique or the nose tackle for the entirety of his career there. Devondre yeah. Campbell had a breakout year two years ago and he was all pro, bit by the injury bug last season, but we're hoping to see him regain form. Two Georgia products last year. Quay Walker playing linebacker needs to be more physical, but a super, super athlete. And then obviously Devondre Wyatt playing the three technique. A lot of those Georgia defensive linemen, he's getting better. You're seeing him show up in the backfield more often this season. So we're excited about him. You talked about Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. Jair Alexander is one of the top two cornerbacks in the league, but did not have a great game last week against Drake London and company. Um, let's be honest. A lot of that stuff is zone defense, but mm-hmm. we got to call it what it is, right? Some, sometimes guys get, get yards on you. And then the guy you talked about, Lucas Van Nest, 13 pick in the draft. Interesting pick out of Iowa. Um, wasn't a full-time player. Wasn't necessarily even a starter. I know there's some some rumors going around about how Iowa starts seniors and whatnot. But Lucas is a raw guy, super athlete, um, can really work the bull rush, can really play power football, would like to see his hand in the ground more. Tight ends had success against him last week in the run game, which surprised the heck out of me. So I'll be really interested to see how not only uh, Lucas Van Ness, but also this entire team bounces back against a physical Saints football team. Yeah, and, and that's a big part of it because I was looking, I was like, man, we have to be able to do a better job of handling the business against these guys, man, like in this matchup. I, me personally, I look at the Green Bay Packers. I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of these guys. I did some research on them. Uh, who's the leader of the defense, Mike? Would you say that's Kenny Clark? Yeah. I, I would say I would say it's I mean Jerry Alexander is kind of his own guy, right? Marches uh-huh. to the beat of his own drum. He's he's one of those unicorns that you get um, every couple every couple of years where he he acts a certain way and he can act however he wants because he's just that dude. But I yeah. don't know if everybody has what he has inside themselves. I think Kenny Clark has been that steady hand, that leadership potential. I think Rashawn Gary's got that leadership potential as well. Um, but when you look at this team again eight first-round draft picks on defense, you start looking around and going, we have to be better. We, Especially with a, a, a first-year starting quarterback and young offensive skill position players, they have to dominate games. They have to set a bar. Of, We're going to average 17 points per game. We're going to give up 250 yards on offense, and that's it. Like We have to set some really, really high benchmarks for these guys and have them leap over and meet those expectations. Defensive coordinator Joe Barry has been under a lot of uh, pressure, I think, from the media, from the fan base, because they've underperformed. It'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments they make during the week this this weekend to play against what I would think is a, is a 
a much better Saints offense than what we saw the two weeks prior. Yeah, you know what, Mike? Let me tell you, man. We've been uh, this the offense. Listen, I'm just ecstatic about how our defense is playing. Mm-hmm. Our defense is just just ridiculous. You know, we've um, really we're not allowing guys to do very much in the matchup against the uh, uh, you know just Monday night here when we got up against the Carolina Panthers. They didn't get down and score a touchdown to garbage time. You know, toward the back end of the game, the two the field goals that they have, two of the uh, field goals they had, we held them to the longest were fifty plus yard field goals. So I love what the defense is doing for the most part. Our special teams is holding up. It's just Derek Carr and the Saints offense getting on cold with each other, ironing out the wrinkles, mm-hmm. and making things happen. So you know that that's our major concern is, and now we're facing issues with the running back position. Jamal Williams has a hamstring issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to work it out prior to him leaving the game and all game and ultimately the Saints decided to kind of you know put him on the side we still miss him with Elvin for another couple of weeks before he comes back and then of course we have uh you know Tony Jones Jr our practice squad running back who we've had here before comes in gets two touchdowns Taysom Hill leads the team in Russia so the Saints have some versatility so we just need to iron out some wrinkles offensively uh speaking so we don't have these heart attack games as I call them right. these these struggle wins, Mike. This is these are struggle wins. But listen, you're not gonna always win with the twenty point thirty blowout. Sometimes you got to get some of these uh, uh these uh, uh, struggle wins, as I call them. Yeah, for sure. And and the culture that that Saints team has had on defense for the last couple of years with Demario Davis and and Cam Jordan. You see Carl Grandison out there yes. making plays. You see the rookie out there, uh, Brian Breesy, making plays. Yes. It's it's an exciting team to watch. And I think what's cool about the Saints is their priority has always been stop the run, right? It's you always hear that on TV. You always hear it when they're watching a Saints game. Man, they really prioritize stopping the run and then understanding that that is going to create why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Opportunities to go get that quarterback. And like when you watch this game yesterday, they're doing it all. They're winning 1v1 matchups. Right. They're getting in the backfield. They're they're running pick stunts with Demario Doss. They're doing things as from a dog and blitz standpoint that will free up free rushers. And then they're just playing a numbers game pre snap where they're making it difficult for the quarterback to ID, especially a young quarterback like Bryce Lung, 
young, obviously Jordan Love, a little bit older, but from an experience standpoint, not that, that, that further advanced. So if you're the Packers, you really have to be on point with ID in the fronts, accounting for everybody, and then just knowing where your hots are early. Because I think this, this is one of those teams, especially on the edges, like we have a young guy, Zach Tom, who just who just has solidified his, his, his spot at the right tackle. And he's doing a really good job. I think he's going to be the best right tackle they've had since Brian Belaga, who was the first round pick out of Iowa about 10 years ago. Wow. Um, but this Cam Jordan matchup yes. in the run and pass game, I mean, it's it's going to be box office. for I mean, for our Green Bay Packers fans and, and for Zach Tom, this is I mean, he's the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. Cam Jordan's been the guy for a long time. He's the guy over there that you want to see because he's not just a pass rusher. He's actually the most – arguably the most complete left defensive end in the game still. So I'm, I can't wait to see that matchup. Yeah, this is going to be cool, man. It, it, you're absolutely right. The matchups alone, the offensive line, man. Uh, let's look at some of the – let's go over the statistics, if you please, Mike. We're going to look at some of these stats right here. Let me see if I could kind of superimpose them. They're a little small there. But, uh, yeah, these are some of the statistics right here as it stands between both teams, as you can see. Uh, Saints 372 flat in terms of total yards, 270 and a half through the air. They rush at 101 and a half on the ground. Green Bay 286 flat, 198 through the air. They're throwing and they're rushing at 88 uh, per game. Defense, Saints 27 and a half versus and uh, 393 flat by the Green Bay Packers. Saints is that an surrender. average of two games? Or is that, Jesus, I hope that's combined. <laughs> Good Lord. That's two games there, Mike, right oh, now, clearly. Lord. My goodness. But, you, but the Saints, 175.5, are allowing through the secondary, and they're giving up 102 yards flat over the next last two games. Green Bay, 393, total 226.5 through the pass uh, through the secondary, and allowing 166.5 uh, running the balls. So, yeah, absolutely some stuff that definitely needs to happen in terms of – We gave up 221 yards against the Falcons rushing. And I don't care if yes. you win the turnover battle. Like I, like there are so many things that have to happen to give up 220 yards. And it wasn't a fluke like 98-yard run. Oh, no. You know, there's, there's so many things that have to go poorly on the defensive side of the football to give up that many yards rushing. And right. it's just – I, I can just tell you from a player standpoint and a coach's standpoint, mm-hmm. it is the most demoralizing thing that can possibly happen to your football team is giving up 200 yards on defense from a rushing standpoint. So mm-hmm. we've got a lot to work on. Yeah, and listen, Robinson is the dude is special. You you spoke about him. He's not a Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. but the guy is. I, I don't know, Mike. I was trying to see if I can get a comparison. Uh, what type of? Uh, there's like Percy Harvins. There, you know, there's just guys that you've seen along the way that you're just like, right. man. If you get him the ball behind the line of scrimmage, it's problems. And and what they're doing, the Falcons, that is genius is they're bringing Tyler Argier and they put him in the putting in the pistol. And yep. then they put, and then they put Bijan Robinson. They're moving around. If he's in the slide, he's going in motion. And defenses, you know, historically have a real hard time IDing two running backs in the game, anyways. And how they yes. want to match up with that from a personnel standpoint, and then just an X's and O standpoint. Mm-hmm. And they just—I can't tell you how many time critical times in this last game where the Falcons had leverage and or numbers just from. RPO standpoint, outside toss, just because we didn't know how to match up with their with their personnel. Yeah, it, 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 you're right, Mike. It looked like uh, they were quite confused different times when, when Robinson, you're lining them all the way up on the boundary as a wide receiver, moving them inside here sometimes. And and it's just ridiculous because Arthur Smith has the identity to run that squad the way he wants to as a ground and pound like a 
two Mike Tyson punches, a left and a right with Bijan, and then they hit you with Tyler Algeria, these two north-south thumpers. It's just, just ridiculous. So we'll be seeing them later on down the line. But, yeah, but you guys got a hell of a thumper in your own right in A.J. Dillon, man. The guy has tree trunks for legs, man. North-south, he will run over you. He's a difficult guy to bring down. And plus, he showed me that he can – that, and I knew he can catch the ball out the backfield. And I know you guys would probably want to get uh, him involved in the offense to kind of get everything set up. Yeah, if you look at the last two games, if you take away quarterback scrambles, we averaged less than three yards of carry the first game and 3.2 yards of carry last game. So we're just not getting it done. And a big part of that has been trying to get A.J., because Aaron Jones was hurt this last week, trying to get A.J. the right runs for what he's good at and what our personnel can block. You know, we have certain – our offensive line is good, but Bakhtiari's out. We're kind of – we're we were switching players mid-series last week. We have uh, uh, Jose DeGuara, who's our new fullback. He was a converted tight end where we're putting him in some situations where he has to take a, you know, a downhill linebacker getting a five-yard head start while coming around an edge, like going lateral. So there's just some situations where I think we we can be better from a play design and play calling standpoint to put those those unique individuals in the best position for them to be successful. We still have to – ultimately, the players got to play and they got to execute their blocks and read the, make the right reads, run through tackles when need be. But we got to put those guys in better positions in order to defeat. Again, like this Saints defense is so good that if we're going to try to get cute, I think it's just going to be to our detriment. Yeah. So let's let's lead into that, Mike. You, that's the perfect segue to get right into uh, predictions. And uh, well, first, your keys to victory for Green Bay to, to get the win. I know you spoke on a lot of it during this segment, mm-hmm. but kind of get intricate into it. And what do you think that Green Bay needs to do to secure the win at home? And uh, against the Saints. Well, the turnover battle is always big for us. Uh, last week we won the turnover battle, won nothing, but we gave up over 200 yards on, on, on rushing on defense. So I think those kind of x each other out. When I when I look at the the Saints right now, if I look at the Saints offense, I want to force Derek Carr to sit back in the pocket and make plays. I think you have wonderful wide receivers, and I'm worried about. Quite frankly, I'm worried about the, the quality of wide receiver that we're going against this week. But mm. when you watch Derek Carr right now, he's holding the ball a little long, and there's always been this question of. Can he deliver passes with pressure in his face? Like right. he threw a bad pick into triple coverage last. I mean, there's just – if people are in his face, the ball floats a little bit. I mean, he's got a strong arm. He's a big guy. Uh, but sometimes that pressure gets to him, and he doesn't throw the pass like he, like he wish he would have. Can we get there with four? And if we can't get there with four, can we disguise some zone dogs, some drop blitzes, and get into coverage situations where those deep outs or those deep in cuts that they like to run – are being double covered. We have somebody underneath because he does float a lot of those passes. So that would be probably the most important thing we can do on, on defense. And then offensively, we have to establish some sort of identity. The last two games, you know, we're not putting up a ton of points. The first game is really the, the uh, Aaron Jones story. Aaron Jones touches the ball five, five plays in the first drive. We, we score. He doesn't touch the ball the rest of the, the, the half. Second half, we go in, he touches the ball six, seven times, including like a, a huge screen pass down the, the right sideline. We score. They feed him the ball a couple more times. Some good things happen. But ultimately, aside from Aaron Jones, I don't know exactly what they're trying to accomplish, what types of runs, what types of play action. Are we an under center team? Are we a pistol team? Are we a shotgun team? What exactly is it that we want to be? And so establishing an identity with this young team is going to be super, super important. I don't know. This isn't a great week to do it, or maybe it's the best week to do it because you're playing against a, a really, really good defense. But I think you have to come in there saying, you know, I used to love these games when on Saturday night, 
the coach would come in and say, this is how we're going to beat them. Or really on Wednesday, this is how we're going to beat them. This is how we're going to run the plays in the first half. These are the possible adjustments we're going to make in the second half. And this is how we're going to beat this football team. And we all had a very clear understanding. If we go in and execute this game plan, we're going to win. And it wasn't like we're going to run a little bit of pistol. We're going to run some shotgun. We're going to do this. We're going to try that. We're going to run jet sweeps on third and one. Man, we're a downhill football team. Let's go play downhill, run off the play action, make some things happen. Yeah, Mike, that's interesting. You spoke about identity. That's the key to it, man, because uh, I think this, the Saints might be dealing with that a little bit. We Even though we got the guns, we got a lot of talent wide receiver-wise pretty much everywhere. Our tight end room is very unique. We're running backs are very awesome. And, of course, we like we, we talked about earlier, we did, we are missing AK-41 for the first three weeks, and he's a big part of our identity as a whole. So we kind of struggling to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. But I did realize – with the Saints offense, just looking at how they move the ball, a couple of these plays, like the deep the deep strike play with Derek Carr, which that's his best ability. When he came here, we were scouting him, and I said, hey, man, this guy's best thing that he does, he loves throwing the, that that deep ball. That is what he does. He does it really easy and very well. Effortless, isn't it? it yes. I mean, 40, 50-yard throws, it's like, he, it's like he's throwing like a – a ten, a five, a ten yard check down. I mean, it's it's insane how he just how he just gets the ball upfield. But he had several plays in the last couple of games that have sparked offensive drops. The Chris Olave play, the Rashid Shahid play. These are phenomenal plays, man. So it's going to be interesting. Mike, talk to me about uh prediction. Do you do game in terms of uh what you think the score going to be? What you think about that, buddy? I, I listen. I'm, I don't even know what the spread is. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm afraid to look after last week. Uh, this is going to be a really tough game. You know, usually you like to come in and be and be comp. I here's what I would say about uh, about the Green Bay Packers under Matt Lafleur. They usually don't play two bad games in a row. So okay. the, I, they usually come back and you know they were 13 and three three years in a row. They obviously had a down year last year. And, and I know this is a new team with a new quarterback, but I I'd like to think that there's the culture in that. Like being a Green Bay Packer means something. Right. Being in that locker room means something. And the leaders that they have, the Kenny Clarks of the world, the Rashawn Garys of the world, the David Bakhtiari's of the world, my guess is that they have a bounce back in production and performance just on the individual level. Now, are we coached in the positions to be successful this week, especially on defense? Like that's honestly for, the, for, for fans, for the organization, that's still up in the air. But I think this is going to be a very competitive game. If we can get to Derek Carr, I feel good about our, our our chances here because I do think we'll be able to have you know maybe a twenty point successful uh, game against uh, the Saints. So it's just gonna be like a 21-17 kind of game. I'm gonna put the Packers ahead because I'm a Packers guy, but right. this is really a coin flip game to me. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting, man. And like I said, a lot of people kind of drawing it away and saying, "Oh, we're going to smash the Packers." And I'm sitting up here saying to myself. That that is not going to happen. We're going to have we, the Saints are still struggling from an identity standpoint. Each game we're supposed to improve incrementally, at the very least. And also, Jordan Love is a guy that been in that system a couple of years, so he has some familiarity. That is a a good coach up there. The guy knows what he's doing. They've bought in, so there's not going. You know, like I said, they should have beat Atlanta. It had a few plays break broke down here or there. But this team is very talented, and those people are not going to go up there and let you just beat the crap out of them up in the home building. You're going to have to earn that win. So anyway, with that being said, listen, man, Mike Wally, man, this man knows his sport. He is a, he, he, he's a professor 
dropping the science on the Green Bay Packers and doing this thing. So, Mike, talk to us, man. Tell, let the family members know where you could be reached so they could check out your stream and uh, any other things you're doing, my friend. Yeah, you can check out the On My Block podcast at a Prostitute Perform channel on YouTube or anywhere you get your uh, your audio stuff. We do a ton of film breakdowns. So if you like film analysis, if you like game analysis, like we're, the, we're definitely the place to go there. Hit me up at MikeWall68 on Twitter, Prostitute Perform on Instagram. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure talking ball with you. Hey, man, you the man, bro. Appreciate it. And if you need any uh, anything, all New Orleans Saints talk, you know where to reach out to us. Also, Terrence is a good dude, man. He does. Uh, he's on the Believe Network, too. We had him on the show, too. So really good people. All right. So thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, Mike. Uh, and, we, and if you want to chime in after the, the recap stream, feel free just to reach out to me and let me know. And I'll be whether it's a win, lose or draw, my friend. You know, we will be gracious. Let's we'll be gracious. <laughs> all right. Thank you, y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. That's Mike. And for everybody, man, y'all feel free to hit the like button. Join Mike's stream, man. The smart dude over there is doing very positive things at the Believe Network. Check out his pages, Instagram, and Twitter, and otherwise, man, we good. All right, so with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Y'all stay good and stay blessed. We're going to holler at you. Love, much love, and who that? Yeah. Like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Look, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.